0: back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast. I'm here with Darren who has kindly agreed to talk about his experiences on the course but before we get started uh, maybe you could just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about why you wanted to learn Chinese.
1: Happy to. So yeah I live in San Francisco and the person I'm currently dating is from Beijing. So she grew up there until she was like 22 and it would be really nice at some point to actually talk to her parents. Right. So they don't speak English and it really, if you're going to get really close with someone, if you want to actually be part of the family, you're going to have to be able to speak to them. And they're also both like really highly educated. And so there's a whole bunch of things that would actually be really fun to learn from them. Like her mom worked in some art stuff. Her dad knows a lot of literature. I feel like I'd actually be missing out on a ton of life experience. It'd be really, really cool if I were to able to speak with them. And I think even beyond that, it's just that when you have this person you care about, We've only ever spoken in my native tongue and never hers. Right. And I can imagine that whoever, whatever your native tongue is, it's probably like you have a different almost persona sometimes when you speak that versus a second language. And I really feel like I'm missing out on an entire part of her that I wouldn't be able to be exposed to otherwise. And so as I've learned more, granted, I don't know that much yet it's already brought up like a ton of new stories. Like I learned a word and I talk to her about it and then she's like, oh yeah, remember like in elementary school we were like learning to write this thing. It's actually like opened up so much more fun and so many more stories and so much more about her I never heard before. So I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, that's, a, that's one of the best motivations, I think, uh, is when you have uh, real relationships with people who you care about, uh, that makes a huge difference. Um, you know, it's like, uh, especially these days, um, you know, perhaps this is just present for me because I was just on the phone with my dad and my dad uh, mm-hmm. he likes to see things through a political lens, which is, you know, totally fine. <laughs> yeah. But he's, um, he thinks that, you know, everyone in the world is just really angry with China right now. And so he's like, well, you know, you should maybe think about teaching some other languages as well. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that that's yeah. the only perspective because it's like, it's still, there's still, um, you know, 1 billion innocent chinese people who have nothing to do with any of this stuff who are just like cool and interesting and they have their families and they you know you can potentially connect with them and so as far as i can tell chinese learning is here to stay and um that's one of the main reasons because you want to be able to connect with people who uh who you care about and then especially because there's been such a chinese uh, diaspora around the world so you'll meet chinese people Mm -hmm. anywhere so um so that's really cool like that's a that's a great motivation to start off with so Um, so tell me a little bit more about uh, what you do in uh, San Francisco is there any is there any way that Chinese might fit into your professional life by chance or I mean I'm just just guessing but yeah yeah
1: Yeah. So like I work as a data scientist and as you can imagine about half of my colleagues are Chinese or ABC so like (laughs) it's actually really really fun I think that remember during the pronunciation course um, you and Luke had talked about how like sometimes when your pronunciation is decent and not that mine is great but like sometimes it's okay you like say something to someone their like eyes light up and they respond to you with Chinese it's way too hard for you to understand right and so like before <laughs> the pandemic started I got to have a couple of those experiences which are really really motivating right Yeah. and so yeah like and then even when I was in grad school <clears throat> just so many of the other scholars so I did a PhD at Berkeley and like so many of my friends many of my colleagues were also like from Tsinghua or somewhere similar to that and mm. it was really really cool and I think that you yeah, know, maybe someday it'd be nice. I don't know. Stitch. I work at Stitch Fix right now. I don't know if we're going to open a a Chinese office someday, but if we do, that could also be really, really fun.
0: Oh yeah, that would that would be. Uh, you know, I've um, had some friends who work in, you know, either tech companies, and and Chengdu happens to have like a fintech kind of capital area uh, in in town, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's a big um, software park as well. And uh, it seems like a really exciting place. I mean, obviously you're in yeah. Silicon Valley, so that's you know one of the best places to be in terms of uh, tech. But still, it's uh, that's that's pretty cool. That's awesome. And um, so, all right. So let's um, let's talk a little bit more about um, you know obviously the problem you were facing is you wanted to be able to connect with your your family. You wanted to connect with. Uh, it, I'm sorry. Did you say she was your wife or your your girlfriend? I, I, girlfriend I at the moment. <laughs> future wife. We'll say that. <laughs> um, See. So yeah. So. Um, you'd be able to potentially use Chinese in your work, you'd also be able to obviously connect with your family. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the Mandarin Blueprint course and what you know, yeah. you've know you been experiencing with that. So maybe first I'll just ask mm-hmm. it in a kind of a general way, like if what have you found interesting or or helpful about the course
1: uh, so far? Yeah. What, what springs to mind? Totally, I mean, I guess the reason that I started with Mandarin Blueprint, well, there are two reasons. One is the, the original paper by James Loach, The Optimal Character Learning, order is based on a technique from computer science that I was super familiar with just like from work. So topological sword is like super common computer science technique. And i had been reading about it, studying it for some interview stuff a while ago. And then when I like opened the paper, when I saw that you had mentioned it, I was like, holy crap, I actually understand how this works. And it made so much sense. And I was like, damn, that's really smart. And so I was already like really motivated around the idea behind it. And then to be entirely honest, I did the tr- the free trial maybe like a couple months before I actually signed up for the seven days. I learned a couple of like maybe like three, four characters. And I was like, nah. And then I went on to something else. I went on to Lingodeer. Deer. And then what I noticed was at some point I had seen like on a subtitle of a show that we were watching, <clears throat> like um, Gun or like Ben, like the couple that you learn first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, I actually still recognize the characters. I can still write them like two months later, having only put like maybe one hour in. And I was like, oh man, I should have just stuck with this from the beginning. <clears throat> like somehow that one hour of studying, it was like four characters, like did not go away after months. And so I realized like kind to ditch the other stuff <clears throat> and come back to this full time.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that that's, uh, I've heard that story a couple of times before, but it is still pretty cool when you realize that like, oh yeah, it, it works so well that I didn't even, study it or go over it again but you still Mm. remember so yeah that makes that makes sense That actually kind of so that sort of transitions well into the next question i always want to ask which is um you know it as you've been doing the the hens of movie method um Mm -hmm. you know i guess first of all how long do you feel like it took you to kind of uh, wrap your head around the method and kind of go okay I, Mm -hmm. i know what they're getting at here so Uh, you're confident moving into the next character? Like, I mean, in terms of characters, like, did you learn 10 characters or 20 characters before you felt like you understood the method?
1: So at first, I didn't have a lot of access. The the mobile wasn't working that well. So I only had desktop access when I could access it. And so I did a lot of like that binge learning of like, I guess I'm just going to do 20 characters on a Saturday and then just review and stuff during the week. And right in the beginning, you'd given the advice of like, let Anki do the work and don't worry about how good or bad your movies are. Mm -hmm. and I made so many what I thought were really bad movies that actually were okay like you don't have to make the best movie to be able to memorize it yeah and like learning that and just like letting myself get things wrong in review change the movie a little bit do it again yeah that worked totally well and so I think that like I didn't really ever worry about it I was just like let me just make a movie I'm not going to spend more than two minutes per character and I'll get it wrong if I get it wrong and I was surprised at how few I got wrong with that approach.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the uh, that's one of the best things about it. You know, you get the uh, you can you can try something and just make a foundation uh, of a an idea of yeah. a character. And then you either either it surprisingly works, like you say, like you're, yep. you, sometimes it only took you 30 seconds and you're like, that's probably terrible. I'll forget it. And then you don't forget yep. it. Or. You know, if you do forget an element, it's really easy to figure out which part you're missing. Cause it's like when you go to write the character, it's like I can't remember what component goes here, and then so that you know exactly what you need to improve in the scene. It doesn't mean that you forgot everything else, and that's like one of the things that um, you know that it took. It takes people a little bit to figure that. Uh, figure that out about it because the alternative is rote learning and if you're going to rote learn then if you forget you just forgot and you have to start over so there's no there's no way around it so um so how long do you think it usually takes you on average to learn a character you know just if you were to land on the (laughs) page and it's like okay learn this character what do you think
1: most of the time as long as i'm not learning a new prop two we're looking at like 30 seconds to two minutes i also do write out the full like movie in my notes on Anki, Mm. just in case I can like rewrite it if I need to. I found that helped, especially when I was binge learning in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but like there'd be some where I was like, am I sure I saw this before? But I'd have my whole notes written out and then I'd be like, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, um, that makes sense. And I think that you can probably drop that habit at some point if you want. If you you know, it's, it's up to you. I mean, there's also, there's no rush really. It depends on how, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, how quickly you want to be chatting fluently with your, um, Girlfriend's boobs, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. the uh, the the writing it down. I think it's certainly helpful for getting your um, y- the sense of the method and making sure you've got mm-hmm. all of the pieces that you need. And then eventually, I think you're going to get so good at it that you'll. Because the other thing you can always do is improve upon the the different techniques. Like yesterday, I saw somebody make a comment where the uh, the prop that is the um, middle component of the character for horse ma, which we mm-hmm. say think of a toilet because it kind of looks like a toilet um, yeah, yeah. they were like well I'm worried about distinguishing this because maybe it's in the bathroom uh, uh, I'll use this prop I'm in the fourth tone and it's in the bathroom and I'll maybe mm-hmm. I'll have trouble distinguishing it and I was like maybe but on the other hand all you have to do is just like make the toilet uh, you know golden and shiny or neon yeah. green or whatever <laughs> like, you, you can do a million things and it's like one of those things it's so simple that it's hard to it you know I remember thinking like I feel like my brain is simultaneously smart and stupid that I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like on the one hand, it's cool that I can remember something. And that's, that's great. That's essentially feeding my knowledge. But on the other hand, it's like, Mm -hmm. all I have to do for my brain to remember something is be like, Ooh, shiny. Like, yeah, it's sort of, um, so I think that it's kind of, as you get better at it the idea theoretically is that you don't need to write things down because the techniques are yep. so powerful but you know at the beginning it's definitely useful to do that but yeah 30 yeah. seconds to 2 minutes on average is great that's uh, you can do yeah. through and you'll just get faster so
1: exactly um, i think along the lines of what you were saying with the toilet thing too like for example the spoon prop it's often in the kitchen mm-hmm. and i don't even have a crazy spoon that i imagine but it's like the spoon is always in the character's pocket or they pick it up from the ground mm-hmm. and it's like when I picture a kitchen, I don't picture spoons on the ground in a kitchen. Like if there is one there, it's there for a reason. Right,
0: yeah, exactly. And so even something that kind of fits into the um, milieu of the of the room that you're in, sure spoons are in kitchen, yeah. but not even in the right place and your memory will remember that. Like your, your exactly. mind will go, oh, that doesn't fit. So like, that's why you remember it. So that that's uh, a good point there too as well. So, okay. So you've got the the character learning, and um, so what level are you in the course at the moment?
1: I think I just started 17 or 18, I can't remember which.
0: Okay, cool, so you're in phase three, so that means that you've, you know, gone through the uh, character learning phase, which you obviously keep doing it, and then the the yep. uh, vocabulary and stuff, and so tell me a little bit about um, how your, what your experience is of Chinese two character words. So like when you see, some two character words. I know for me, like I've found it to be really interesting Mm -hmm. how Chinese puts words together. If you have any thoughts about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that some of them just make so much sense. Mm -hmm. And I think like, they either make sense or they're really funny. And so like, there are a couple that we haven't gotten to in the course yet, but like a penguin, like a chi'e, like a business goose is so funny. (laughs) And like, you'll never forget that for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah, yeah, so much of it has been that way or like, Yeah, I I generally find that just as you use them in context, they just stick in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that occasionally there's a weird one that you don't remember, but like, or like you told that really good story about like, um, with like Ma Shang, like that I will now remember forever. And I was actually talking to a couple of my friends that speak Chinese natively and didn't really even ever think about the like on horse connection. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because why would they They just use it? Right. It's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine if you were a kid in China, of course, your parents would be yeah. saying ma shang a lot. Uh, exactly. as your kid. And so it wouldn't even, you wouldn't need the etymology. And that's another reason why sometimes people, when they ask us, like, you know, why is it this way or why is it that way? Like we're happy to answer, but we're also, yeah. I am always in the back of my mind going, you don't really need to know this to be able to memorize it, but it can be helpful sometimes. It depends on the, uh, the context. Yeah. If it's like a built-in mnemonic, then yeah. And another thing that's so cool about Chinese that is, you know, um, you know, unique to some degree to the language is that because it's a unified language and because uh, it's character based, so there's not a lot of form changes, you'll end Mm -hmm. up with lots of different kind of categories. And animals are actually a great example. When you brought up I was like, okay, well, the it means goose. And so by itself uh, is goose, but I bet, and I haven't particularly looked into this uh, taxonomy of uh, of this type of uh, bird, but for example, uh, the the char- the character Lu means deer, right? And Chang Jing Lu is a giraffe. And so yep. long neck deer is basically what they're going yeah. with. There. And you realize, okay, what you guys are saying is that there's this category called four-legged hoofed animal, right? And so yep, exactly the, and and you your categorical thinking gets better because you know it's like where we draw lines on what where what a category is and where it is, it's all Mm -hmm. it's not like there's not no basis for it, but where you draw the line is subjective. And so when you have a whole language that draws them in slightly different places all around, it just makes you better at thinking. I think it makes you better at seeing somebody else's perspective sometimes. You know, it's like it's not even that you're necessarily agreeing with them. You just understand where they're coming from. And that's something that Chinese is I mean that's it's kind of a a meta thing that's hard to pin down, but that's occurred to me that that's one of the things that can happen, so yeah, that's one of the things Chinese words do really well. So how about yeah. sentences so far? so you're in you're in level seventeen, so you're still in mm-hmm. as phase three, you know that's when sentences are going to be the most difficult. they're only going to get easier from here. but how have you yeah. found it reading sentences without the need for opinion and and all of that?
1: Mm-hmm. It's been really satisfying. because I remember I got like one of those reading apps, things like do Chinese a mm-hmm. while ago. <clears throat> and was trying to use it and just, even the simplest things were just so challenging. Mm-hmm. And every time I even remember like one word, sometimes we would be watching a show and I'd like to see a word I knew and I'd, on the subtitles and I just like point, like pause it and point at it. And I was so proud of myself for like any word at some point. And so I think like just being able to, mm, I think this is actually really, it's cool. I mean, it's especially when I've like, I've learned Spanish before, like anything that has an English alphabet, you really take the reading for granted. But I think actually the most fun thing for me has been the writing. Yeah. I think like being able to write an entire sentence. So like now when I use uh, WeChat, if I know all of the words, I'll just like use um, like a combination of like English sentence where I don't know what to say and then like an entire Chinese sentence when I do. Yeah. And that's been really, really fun. For the most part, I haven't given sentences quite as much time because I do spend a lot of time just like trying to speak since I live with my girlfriend right now. And so like, I get a lot of my sentence practice through my everyday life, mm-hmm. and then my time I'm mainly focused on the characters. I like set an arbitrary goal for myself of like trying to complete the HSK three by the end of the summer, okay. <clears throat> and so like I'm in a rush to get to the 300th character, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then kind of see what happens from there. Maybe the 600th character. I forget which number is for HSK yeah. three. Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to fly for that, and I have like a Chinese teacher who I work on specifically for like HSK stuff. Mm-hmm. It's my like one hour every couple of weeks. And so my hope is there. So I think like, I'm not sure if it'll come back to bite me, but sometimes I find the best study method is the one that's the most motivating.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely that.
1: That's kind of the path that I'm taking.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely think that um, <clears throat> you'll want to get as much sort of like, I mean, there, there's this kind of basic language acquisition theory of you have to have input before you can uh, output as well. So like yeah. it actually will help your conversations with your girlfriend mm-hmm. if you're, taking in more because it's like you it's great that she's there because that means you're going to have plenty of opportunities to practice yeah. what you know and of course you're saying you have a, mm-hmm. a Chinese teacher as well so like that's that's even better and they so you got you have um, you have to have something to say though and the only way to have something to say yeah. is to have seen at least some kind of uh, structure totally. or words there and you know but you'll get it you'll, you're gonna if you go through the foundation course which is uh character 592 is at the yeah. foundation course. We then introduce a, a deck that's the remaining HSK one through three words that contain the same character mm-hmm. you've learned, but like maybe weren't as high frequency. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, I think after you did that, you'd easily be able to pass the HSK three. And then the intermediate course <clears throat> gets all the vocabulary from the HSK four covered as well. And a lot of the HSK yeah. five, but yeah. Okay, cool. So awesome. So have you noticed, you know when you're talking to uh, your girlfriend that like things from Mandarin blueprint are coming you know into your into your head while you're talking to her?
1: They definitely do. I think also, at some point, there's an occasional sentence that she'll say to me that I don't translate in my head into English before I respond. And that's actually kind of like the most rewarding moment. Sure. Like, I don't remember when that started happening. It doesn't happen as much as I wish it did. But there are just certain things where you hear it and you're like, oh, I just know exactly what that means. Like, I don't have to think, like, word by word. And so I'm not, like, always, I find that, like, a lot of times in sentences when you're translating, Mm -hmm. you're, like, always five seconds behind. It's like being on a Zoom call with a really bad lag. Right. And so anytime, I think it's also a lot of it is just, like, figuring out what are the high-frequency sentences and just making sure I use them in place of the English literally every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the the easiest place for that is in the kitchen because that's where you talk about your feelings the least and just talk about what you're doing.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Although Chinese is great for emotional language, I, I will say. But you'll you'll it's get it's true. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, and well, that that makes sense. And I think that that technique is one that I was, the technique of saying the English word or the English phrase if you're not sure how to say it in Chinese, mm-hmm. and then go back to the Chinese if you know how to say it. That's actually mm-hmm. really useful because. Um, you know, ultimately, you don't want to be practicing things that are not. Um, you don't want to be practicing things that are not going to come in handy, and so like if or or things that are going to create a bad habit. So, like, if you want to say something that you're just guessing is the right way to say it, um, and you're wrong, then maybe you're going to start creating a bad habit. And so, it's better to just go. I'll just say this bit in English and then keep going yep. and then you know maybe you'll have an opportunity to learn how to say that in Chinese in that moment or not or whatever but it, it's a technique that I for one was I didn't want to do it as much because I thought that I was like I don't know it was like a failure or something if I couldn't think of the Chinese yeah, yeah. But that's just sort of um, ultimately it keeps you speaking if you do that and that's that's kind of exactly so yeah. yeah awesome all right cool so tell me uh, as you're going through the course I mean obviously um, you had some uh you had some idea that we might be onto something before you started, but mm-hmm. um, were you skeptical about anything? Um, I mean, obviously you said you, you went away from it for a little bit, but what were you skeptical about yeah. when you started off?
1: I think in general, the idea of when I actually, one of the first things I did was look at what characters I was going to learn for each level. And I didn't learn like what until like, what was that like character 100? And I was like, I'm not gonna learn how to say I until 100 characters in yeah, sure. it just like i remember just being like but i need that one like that one's important why can't we just like skip there and then when we got there and i saw there was like 20 strokes to it i was like oh okay yeah. especially when it was like built on a halberd on an arrow i was like okay this stuff is just yeah. coming out of nowhere i see why we we took so long
0: yeah yeah but yeah that one, was one of those that it's like you wish you could teach it right away but it's like the, from a character stroke perspective it's like you can yeah. you know, at least build up a little bit to it but yeah
1: absolutely yeah think so that was that was the one that i was just like i was really skeptical every time i was like but i just this is so high frequency why isn't it showing up yet but mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah yeah sure and so yeah that's uh the kind of thing i mean there's those lines are so you know the mm-hmm. conversations that luke and i have had like especially when we were first building it like of mm-hmm. there's there's an instinct of like but how can we not teach this earlier mm-hmm. like that was exactly. one of our biggest that was one of our biggest reasons why we um, uh, wanted to change the order that because um, we learned from a book called remembering the simplified Hanzi by uh, James mm-hmm. Isaac. And that's a great book, but there's uh, he had this idea that you can't learn the pronunciation at the same time. And so he mm-hmm. therefore based his order pretty much only on the complexity of the character in terms gotcha. of the components and strokes. So for example, the character uh, "na," which just means that mm-hmm. was, one thousand four hundred and thirty, or something like that, was that was yeah. the number, and, and uh, we were just like, yeah. right, "That's an example of that's way too far." You know, it is a kind of yeah. weird character, and so we get why you know it, it's he looked at it in that way. But we were like, "No, we gotta, we gotta introduce that earlier." And there was just because if you can learn the pronunciation, then you can start learning mm-hmm. words, and then you can start learning sentences. And so that yeah. was sort of the um, the big kind of our early realization that uh, with totally. the hands and movie method, the way it is, you you can move much more quickly from knowing nothing to actually reading. And so that's you know obviously yeah. what we're going for.
1: Um, yeah, I think the other thing that I was not sure about for a while yeah. was if I just knew the character without having to think of the movie, was that sufficient, okay. right? And so like there were some times when it's like, I just see a character and I know what tone it is and I know what, how it's pronounced, or I just like know exactly how to draw it and I don't even connect to the movie. And for a little bit, I thought that was bad. <clears throat> And I was spending so much effort trying to remember the movie when it was like more work than just knowing what the character was. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. We always just tell people that when it comes to knowing the characters, it's like the goal. Obviously, the goal of the it, it, it's it's one of those things that's so obvious that it's like you can forget it because uh, you get into yeah. it and you think about it. But it's like obviously the goal is to make it so that you remember the character forever, and there mm-hmm. needs to be a a bridge between when you first see the character and using it in context all the time once you use it in context you'll remember it the same way you learn any english word that you uh, acquire just through day-to-day life you know so you're doing yeah. you're in a new job and there's some term that they use in the new job that the day one you don't know it but then once you've used it a bunch of times it's there you have it you know forever mm-hmm. and so uh if you know every element of the character, the stroke order, uh, Well, the stroke order is probably not the most important, but the components, mm-hmm. the uh, the meaning, the um, pronunciation, including the opinion initial, opinion, final, and tone. And then you know all that, then you've suc- yeah. succeeded already. So you don't need the uh, mnemonic device to remember it. That said though, it's like, there's so many characters that the majority you're going to need some kind of bridge between not knowing it and then seeing it in context. So yeah. Absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've probably figured that out by now. So then, yeah. Okay, so then our next question, we obviously know that there are some technical restraints on what we're able to do, um, you know, because we, like, we'd love to have an app and all that, uh, and all that to be able to you know, uh, present some of this material better. But apart from like sort of the technical requirements um, from a curriculum standpoint, do you have any suggestions of uh, how we might be able to improve the course or make it a better uh, experience?
1: I mean, so far, I've been really enjoying it. I think that <clears throat> I just wish more people who were students would engage with the actual video lectures. Like, okay. I think that it's it was, like, really, like, a ton of them for the first, like, 20 characters. Then there was, like, this lull for a really long time. Oh, okay. And then in, like, the mid-100s, when you guys stop having actual movies, then the engagement goes really high up again. Oh, and really? so I do, like, <clears throat> yeah, I really enjoy just, like, seeing what people's stories are, even if I already have one of my own. This sometimes it's just entertaining.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I recently we added a uh, video at the beginning of the course where we just say, "Hey, don't forget to look at the comments because some like the people yeah. have left so many comments at this point. It's like over ten thousand comments, and every day they're yeah. just coming in. And it's like that was something Luke and I didn't really mm. anticipate too much. I mean, we were like, "Oh, maybe people will leave comments," and it's like that's turned out to be your yeah. pillar of the course. So yeah, that's a I enjoy that too. It's always fun to to see that and then talk about it in the podcast and all that. So. Um, yeah. OK, well, then uh, just our final question for you, then, Darren, would just be, um, you know, if somebody came up to you and said, Darren, should I use Mandarin Blueprint to learn Chinese? Uh, how would you respond?
1: I mean, I definitely would recommend it. <clears throat> I know it works. I would tell them do the same thing I did. I would tell them to sign up, give it seven days, and then, like, see how many of those things stick. Mm. And I anticipate it's actually like I just believe that it works well enough that, like, you don't really you need to try it try it wait a little bit and see if you remember it and because like Ben is not an easy character it still has a lot of strokes and it's like the third character that you learn mm-hmm. and it doesn't go away so yeah I would I would definitely say that <clears throat> nice
0: well thank you so much for uh taking the time Darren it's been a pleasure to talk to you and uh uh if anybody That's watching random. yeah sure sure anybody watching is interested in learning more you can head over to mandarinblueprint.com and uh We'll see you on the course, and we'll, we'll send you another email when you finish the uh, foundation course, and we can check in with you and see mm-hmm. how you're doing with it. So. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks.